you believe in ghosts? Hello, this is Ghost Stories the Podcast. Tyler here, as I'm sure you are aware since you clicked that play button. Of course, it is Halloween, the spookiest time of the year. It's finally here. Uh, As the listeners of the podcast, I'm sure it's a day you've all been looking forward to. I hope you've all been out trick-or-treating, dressed up in your spooky outfits, and now you're settling in to chow down on a bunch of candy while listening to some spooky stories. But before we talk about today's show, or tonight's show, or this morning's, whenever you're listening, I want to give a a bit of a shout-out to one of our new patrons who started supporting us last week in the ghoul tier oh very spooky stuff indeed her name is amanda so amanda thank you so much for becoming a patron of the podcast um what's amazing about patron we're starting to get a few people coming in now and they're from all over the globe we've got people in the uk canada the usa and of course amanda is based in australia it seems so it's it's amazing to see we have listeners all over so amanda thank you so much for becoming a, a ghoul Uh, for the podcast Uh, it's very much appreciated and with your um patronage we're actually five percent of the way to ghost stories becoming a weekly podcast all year round so that's something you're keen on at the moment we do fortnightly and it's going to be in seasons uh nine months a year every two weeks or nine months a year if you want us to get to a year-round weekly show Get to the Patreon page to search for Ghost Stories, the podcast on Patreon, and you could donate as little as a dollar a month. And it means that you get the shows early and ad-free. You know, we're still this blurb in the start and, and the end, because I'm sure you all love hearing from uh, from the host, the producer, uh, the, the spooky guy with the most, uh, Tyler here. But yes, yeah, so Amanda, thank you very much. By now, I guess we should get down to business of the spooky stuff. Of course, you probably notice I have a bit of a sore throat uh, right now, so hopefully it's not too off-putting. But at least when the episode was recorded, I sounded a bit better. Who knows? Maybe this is a spooky, spooky voice to listen to. But today's story, it's a really one that got me really intrigued, actually, when I first read it. It's about someone's uh, experience, someone who loves Halloween very much, or used to love it anyways. And as a child, they had... Uh, Their first Halloween going out on their own with their friends and making big plans as you do your first Halloween going out on your own. They decide to visit an old abandoned house. I won't give too much more away from there, but it turned out to be a very spooky experience. Then the person who wrote the story never said, uh, or I should say the person who who, who sent us the story, never said if they uh, gave up on Halloween after this. But it is, um, I found it a bit spooky harrowing and and immensely intriguing that's for sure so sit back relax eat a bunch of candy of course and listen to a friend's trick and treat happy halloween everyone When I was a child, Halloween was my favorite time of year, which must seem crazy when you compare it to things like birthdays and Christmas, but the allure of unlimited candy and the opportunity to dress up as something scary was all so much fun to me. However, this changed me when I was about 12 years old. The Halloween in question was about 30 years ago, give or take, and I spent the day at school eagerly anticipating the evening in a fever pitch of excitement. Me and three of my best friends were going to hit the town for Halloween for the first time on our own. 
parent-free with no restrictions, we had our night planned out precisely. First, hit the usual houses that give out the best treats early on. We knew those houses had such a reputation and it saw them run short of candy very quickly as kids knew to hit them first. Secondly, clear the remaining houses in the neighborhood to top up our swag. Then finally, and most importantly, given our parents to not be there, brave visiting the old abandoned house which was a 20 minute walk from our street. Every kid talked about visiting the house and terrifying tales from within. In honesty, only a quarter of them made it in at most, but those that did were always lauded by their classmates upon return to school. I knew this was my big chance to impress, and like I said, I could not wait. Although it was honestly the most nervous I've ever been in my whole life. And in the midst of the excitement, there was one minor concern. Our friend Andrew, or Drew as we called him, wasn't at school that day. Me and my three best friends wanted to experience this night together, and surely if he wasn't there, it would taint the experience to a degree, given we did everything together usually. Anyway, the day passed at an agonizingly slow pace, but when the bell finally rang, I rushed home from school as quick as I could to get ready. With anticipation, nervousness, and fear continuing to build, I got my costume prepared. I can't quite recall what I wore, maybe it was a vampire or a pirate. Either way, when getting ready, it struck me. I need to find out where Drew was today and see if he's coming. I asked mum to use the phone to call Drew, and she paused for a moment. It didn't seem like a normal reaction, in all honesty. After a moment replied, um, well, I actually spoke to his mum a bit earlier, and unfortunately he fell quite ill today, so he can't come out tonight. This kind of knocked me back a bit. Missing one of our crew means there's no way this night possibly be as good as it could have been with us all there. Think I could call him to see how he's doing, I asked. She paused again as if she continued to be in a deep thought. You know, I think it'd be best just to let him rest for now. Can we talk about it later? I was disappointed but agreed. But I was determined not to let cast a complete downer on my favourite night of the year. And at that, a huge one given our plans. I met with my two friends and we began the first phase of our plan, hitting the best houses for the best treats. While strolling down the road together, we paused for a moment and began to talk about how much Drew was missing out on. It was so unbelievable, the timing of his illness and all, making him miss out on the best night of the year. As we continued to chat away, I was startled when I realised we had suddenly been joined by a fourth person. He was simply wearing what looked like a sheet to appear as a ghost, wearing, if I was to be critical, a costume that looked as though it had been thrown together without much effort. Who are you? I questioned. No reaction, he just stood there. This was quite eerie to say the least, but it suddenly hit me. Drew? I asked and he began to nod. One of the other lads questioned why he wasn't speaking, but it was clear to me. His illness caused him to lose his voice. And a costume hides who he was so well known to be able to tell his parents. You know, it was, a, it was a risky move for Drew sneaking out when his parents were thought he was asleep. And because of it, he obviously wanted to forego the whole trick-or-treating part of the night and began to make a beeline directly for the old spooky house. So without hesitation, we began to follow. Walking at the pace of a boy in a mission, Drew stopped dead in his tracks at the front of the old, abandoned house. It felt enormous. Like it was 1,000 feet tall and 1,000 feet wide. It was dilapidated, dirty, and clearly hadn't been maintained for many years. There were other small pockets of kids down outside the house, clearly debating whether they should enter or not. It was terrifying to say the least. 
but we had a night to fulfill, so we were the first to make a move. Slowly we approached the door. It was made all the more spookier by the fact that everyone that had turned up to see the house was wearing Halloween costumes. Under the staring gaze of goblins, ghouls, vampires and zombies, I slowly reached out to turn the handle of the front door, with my three best friends in tow. My heart raced as my hand extended. I rattled the handle but the door would not budge. It was locked and we had to find another way in. Before I could say anything I heard one of the guys mutter, Drew he's gone that way. It seemed like he was on a mission again and swiftly again without hesitation we made our way around the house. We turned the corner just in time to see him climb through the window into the basement out of sight. What is he doing I thought to myself and this is where I need to be brutally honest. When that door didn't open, I was prepared to turn away. I was terrified. The guys were terrified, but Drew, he was on something else that night. A mission of his own. But we couldn't just leave him to risk the trials of the house without us. Fear wanted nothing more than to get the better of us. But Drew made sure that couldn't happen. sheepishly climbed through the window into the basement. It was so old and dusty it made me cough as I caught my breath. I remember the moon being so bright that night, casting shadows into the room we were in. The three of us stood there in silence, petrified by the place, worried by the fact Drew was nowhere in sight. Standing there, we could hear a faint sound of footsteps, as if heading up the stairs and across the floor on the other side of the house, without missing a beat, as if there were multiple people upstairs. Drew had gone up there on his own, there could be anyone waiting for him, I thought, and this was enough to get the composure back on my legs and begin looking for him. Slowly I ascended the stairs, each step felt as though it creaked louder than the last. Of course, the other two voted I go first, with my heart racing. I peered around the corner expecting to see another small group of kids, but there was no one. I definitely heard someone up here, I said to myself. Me too, replied the other guys. We stood there for what felt like forever, contemplating our next move, until snapped out of it by a dull thud from the floor above. In fact, it was loud enough to make the three of us jump. Drew? I called out, instantly remembering he lost his voice and could not reply. Now before I continue, I do have to be clear. Drew was the joker of the bunch, and he was probably getting some serious kicks over watching the three of us stand there terrified. Nevertheless, we continued upstairs. The house continued to creak and knock as if it were completely alive, but Drew was nowhere to be found. This was going beyond a joke now. We couldn't find Drew anywhere, but we all felt as if the presence of someone was there. After seemingly searching the whole house, we stood in the final room on the top floor. What now? Well, we should probably go, one of the guys suggested. You know, Drew will soon get bored of this prank if we aren't even here. I contemplated leaving, but was also rather concerned about it all. Now it might sound crazy, but in that moment the energy in that room seemed to turn. It just felt rather negative, and I know we all felt it because the same moment we looked at each other and said, we should probably go. Now I'm positive there's someone in that room with us we couldn't see, but there's no way I could prove it. We escaped the house as quick as we possibly could, without any incident. However, Drew was still nowhere to be seen, and this sent my heart racing again as we fully expected him to show his face by this point. 
Obviously, this is well before the days of mobile phones, so I rushed home as quick as I could to tell my parents so they can help. Bursting the front door, I showed, Mom! Dad! To which they rushed to meet me in the entry to the house. Almost swelling up, I said, It's true! We lost him in the abandoned house! We couldn't find him! I... I, I don't know what to do! My parents exchanged deeply concerned but confused looks, and to my surprise, calmly told me to come inside so we can talk. Honey, I don't think that was Drew, my mum said, but before she could speak again, she paused and started to sob. Confused, I asked what was wrong. What does she mean? Now, I vividly remember my dad giving my mum a hug and taking over the conversation. Well, son, you see, we didn't want you to find out yet, but Drew passed away today from falling seriously ill. I don't remember anything else from that night, just feeling numb to the news I received. But looking back, I'm convinced that was Drew. No way he would have missed the chance to trick or treat. Well, about that, that was, uh, like I said, a very interesting story indeed, and and quite harrowing actually. With that ending, um, I found it, I found it quite harrowing, anyways. But thank you for for the story. Uh, but now it's it's on on you all to go to our Facebook page. Uh, facebook.com forward slash ghost stories the podcast drop us a like and a follow and in the coming days we'll have a post up where you can vote for if you think a friend's trick and treat was based in fact or a pure work of fiction so we'd love we'd love to hear from you all and um and see what you think about this secondly if you have a spooky story you want to send in obviously halloween halloween's about to pass but uh interesting we find our listenership tends to grow right into Christmas and a spooky Christmas story would always be really welcome as well. So if anyone has a, a seasonal story they want to send or anything else, get in touch. You could do it through Facebook. We could do it through um, our website as well. We've, we've been a bit lax updating our website, but it is still live and we are still still using it. It's, it's going to be re- redesigned eventually anyways and just made easier to use. Uh, that's the plan. Uh, but yeah, and if you, wherever you're listening, whatever platform, Spotify, iTunes, wherever it may be, if you enjoy what you're hearing, make sure to drop us a five-star review, ten-star, whatever, however many stars they allow you to do. Throw us the max. Throw us the max. It helps the podcast grow. And, uh, you know, the bigger, more listeners we get, the closer we get to these eventual goal of, of a weekly, a weekly show. Uh, and if you want to get access to the content a little early, uh, go to Patreon and just drop as little as a dollar, uh, and you will be able to get every story every story on the uh, the Monday night. We normally go on a Thursday, so on the Monday night, uh, ad free as well. So that's that's pretty good. Uh, we are also currently doing a survey, which you can find the link on our Patreon page. So if you don't want to become a patron, uh, if you fill in the survey, it's about things you would like to see in terms of um, benefits uh, if you were to, to become a subscriber. And the thing is, you can fill that even if you don't intend to become a subscriber, and we're going to select one lucky winner from the people who who, uh, who give us some feedback, and you'll win a Ghost Stories branded notebook. So very good, very good prize indeed. So feel free to check that out. But I think that's it for me. I hope you have all had a spooky Halloween and enjoyed this week's story course we'll be back in two weeks time um same ghost time same ghost channel and uh yeah don't stop asking do you believe in ghosts
People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time, each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorists Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance.